Hello and welcome back to the CEO as Activist podcast series brought to you by Business in the Community Ireland, the leading advisors in sustainability and CSR. On November the 13th, at the 12th annual CEO Breakfast Forum, the CEO of Business in the Community Ireland, Tomás Serkovich, discussed the topic of a growing economy in a climate emergency with the CEO of the IDA, Martin Shanahan. The conversation session delved into topics such as how the FDI sector is responding to societal and environmental issues, how these issues are influencing investment decisions, and how are major global companies viewing Ireland against these issues? Thank you very much, Martin, for joining us. Thank you. And um, the, the, the reason why we were keen on, on talking to you, uh, Martin, this morning was uh, I, uh, foreign direct investment represents a very significant uh, part of uh, the Irish economy and has a very significant impact on Irish society. So what we really wanted to see is for somebody who is probably uh, knocking on the doors of the most important companies in the world to see where sustainability is at and, and where, where, where is it evolving, what pressures are there and what opportunities are. So Martin, let me start by saying um, I get your newsletter every, uh, uh, very frequently and every time I see a photo of you, you have a big pair of scissors in your hands. So I presume it's been a, a positive year for, for FDI in Ireland and uh, what sort of projections would you have? Are, are you satisfied with how we're going? Thanks, Thomas. Uh, firstly, thank you for having me this morning. Um, obviously, from an IDA perspective, we, we see this as hugely important. Uh, all the teams running through sustainability. From an FDI perspective, um, it's been a positive year. Um, as was, we are at the, uh, we're in the fifth year of a five-year strategy, which we set out um, at the end of 2014. It runs from 2015 to 2019. Uh, we set ambitious, ambitious targets as part of that strategy to win 900 investments, uh, 80,000 jobs, uh, to increase investment in R&D in Ireland by about 3 billion. And I think crucially to um, increase investment in all regions uh, outside of Dublin by 30 to 40%. Because going back to something you said in the opening, um, your opening address, we need to bring everybody with us. Uh, and that uh, societal cohesion and inclusivity is hugely important. So all people need to uh, feel the benefit of uh, investment, of economic growth, uh, and, and that's obviously our ambition. Uh, as we approach the end of this strategy, um, those targets ha have largely been met. Uh, by the end of the year, I expect that uh, particularly that target around uh, regional growth uh, will be met. Um, so we prepare the next strategy and a lot of the issues that you have just mentioned will form part of the next strategy and I can expand on that in a few moments. Um, but we approach the next strategy coming from a strong base. Uh, the year to date, uh, 2019, has been very strong. But there are, uh, I think, significant uh, clouds on the horizon. Um, and uh, they do relate to geopolitical unrest and trade tensions and the global projections for uh, economic um, growth. 
I suppose everything that we do from an IDA perspective uh, has a societal aim. Uh, I mean, the reason we attract foreign direct investment to this country, uh, the reason we support foreign direct investment is obviously for economic purposes and to generate um, uh, e economic growth. But ultimately, that is for the benefit of people, the people of Ireland. That, that, that's yeah. why we do it. And FDI makes a significant contribution in that regard. Um, you know, over 19 billion spent in the economy um, each year to uh, salaries, to spend on services, spend on materials. As we know, multinationals account for 80% um, of all the corporate tax taken in this uh, country at the moment uh, and increasing. Uh, actually, IDA clients alone account for 67% of that corporate tax take. And why is that important? It's important because it, is allow it allows us to do other things. It allows us uh, and government to spend on health, on education, on infrastructure. And there are lots, there's lots to be done in that uh, regard. And again, going back to bringing everybody with us, there was, I suppose, a period, um, you know, post um, a global financial crisis and a self-made property bubble where we weren't reinvesting in infrastructure um, uh, and um, in residential housing, etc., because the money wasn't there to do that. And we, um, we now have to play catch up and ensure that we have the carrying capacity within the economy, both to um, deal with the growth that we are experiencing, but more importantly, to make sure that everybody is coming with us. Excellent. Well, well, we'll come back to some of those societal issues in a moment, but um, I know there's a bit of um, crystal ball um, uh, futuristic, but uh, you're saying you're entering, you will be entering soon a new strategic uh, phase. Um, in terms of the sectors that we want to bring to Ireland, uh, do you think that's going to be changing, uh, uh, looking at some of more the, the disruption that's happening there in terms of technology? Uh, do, do, do you already have a, a, a vision as a country as to what are the key areas that we want to bring here going forward? Yeah, so... Um at the moment, um, Ireland focuses on a, probably a relatively discrete number of sectors, but they are the sectors which we believe um, form the basis of what, uh, you know, a modern economy. So they include technology in all its forms, that's everything from Intel producing wafer chips out in uh, League Slip through to IBM and uh, Microsoft in the software space through to the Facebooks, the Googles, yeah. the LinkedIns and all of these internet uh, companies. We, pharma, particularly biopharma, where we have seen very significant capital investment into this country in the uh, last 10 years, medical technologies, international financial services, uh, engineering, and food, where we obviously have a, somewhat of a natural advantage. I think you know, those sectors in themselves, those broad headings, will remain yeah. relatively constant. Okay. What you will see is the business propositions changing underneath that. Maybe the source of those investments will uh, change, and we have been trying to um, adjust the portfolio over the last number of years to de decrease our um, uh, reliance on the US in particular. Uh, okay. The US has continued to grow, but nonetheless, we want to make sure that we aren't solely reliant um, on the US. I think in terms of technology uh, trends, you know, uh, AI, um, um, machine learning, uh, robotics are going to have significant impact both on the sectors that are currently here and we will see displacement of um, jobs as a result of that and we will see new jobs created and I suppose part of our role is to ensure that we are attracting the right businesses to make sure some of 
that technology development is happening here and that we are growing the right sectors that will provide the jobs of the future. I suppose there are other secular trends which we see will impact on the next strategy. Okay. Obviously, um, you know, one which is central to this morning's discussion in terms of carbon and climate change undoubtedly will have an impact on our next strategy. Um, I think we have to you know, keep everything in perspective. You know, enterprise uh, contributes um, about 13% of carbon emissions at the moment, so uh, it's important we keep that in focus, but it has to do better, and therefore we have to do better. So we will continue to work with companies to make sure that we are supporting them to do the right things. We will be trying to attract those companies um, that are uh, developing products and services which are working towards a carbon neutral um, environment. There are other um, secular trends also, though. Uh, I mentioned geopolitical unrest. Uh, the um, world, uh, you know, we were moving towards a phase, of, uh, a continuous phase of globalization. That's no longer the case. Uh, there are challenges to that model. Um, we expect economic growth to um, decline over the, uh, globally yes. over the next yes. period. Every, I think, uh, analyst is projecting that at the moment. Um, I think most of us believe there will be a correction in uh, the US. And again, given that that's a major source of FDI, that's likely to impact uh, here. And then there is uh, a renewed focus um, on tax. I think there's been a renewed focus on tax every year I've been CEO of IDA, but there's a particular <laughs> renewed focus at the moment. And, um, and you know, the OECD, as a follow-on to their base erosion profit shifting initiative, is now looking at uh, two pillars, and one of those relates to a minimum corporate tax rate across the globe, and the other relates to who will have taxing rights and where should companies be taxed and should there be some attribution to the size of market that a country has. All of those things will feed into our thoughts in terms of our next strategy. Excellent. And if we talk maybe about the societal uh, challenges that, that, that are out there, um, you know, uh, how diverse this, is our, our, this country is, how uh, welcoming and open it is to, to, to migrants, uh, uh, what are some of the, the expectations, I guess, of some of your, your clients when they look, look at Ireland? Is, are there any risks there in terms of um, seeing that this is a country that's not um, open enough in terms of, 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 of diversity and, uh, and that that might be a, a, a competitive disadvantage in the future if we don't concentrate on that aspect? Well, I think quite the contrary. I think our clients look at Ireland at the moment and feel that we are open and welcoming, and I think that's a, a huge positive. Uh, I suppose in the world I occupy and in talking to companies and senior leadership of companies, the number one discussion is the availability of talent. There are two sources of talent at a, a national level. One is the talent we grew up through our own education system, um, and, and we do a good job of that, and we have a, a positive uh, demographics, and we have to do better at that as well and make sure that uh, you know, we invest in our education system and we continually align it with the needs of the jobs which will exist in the future. The other source of talent, obviously, is the talent that we attract from elsewhere and talent that comes from other European countries are further afield. And we have a situation now where um, about, I think, 16.3% uh, at the moment of the labor force is non-Irish uh, born. And 27% of the technology labor force is non-Irish born. And what that has uh, brought is um, diversity, diversity of thought, 
innovation. And from our client company's perspective, that is undoubtedly a positive, and they see that as very positive. And they view Ireland as open and welcoming. And in a world where, you know, actually increasingly people are putting up walls, boundaries, and closing off those types of opportunities, I think it is a strength for Ireland and a strength we should absolutely try to uh, protect. And I'm always, um, in this topic, uh, reminded of something our Irhishuk in the Kenny uh, used to say, which is that the uh, Irish know what it is to live on another man's shore. We colonize the world without ever waging war. Uh, you know, we've exported uh, people for decades. And, you know, we, we should remember that other countries gave Irish people a home when they desperately needed it. And I think we should be open and welcoming to those that come here and who add to Irish society. And if I think about so the, the checklist, I guess, that an investor has when they, when they meet you. So talent is the number one. And I'm sure there, there, there are other aspects. So you talked about tax. Um, do you think that that list of requirements that investors have, is, do you think that's going to change in the next five, ten years? Are there going to be new areas? Is it, where is it that we need to be concentrating our efforts as a society, as a business community, as administration and government, of course? Where, where do you see that, that, that evolving? What's, what's your sense? So I'm conscious that uh, there's quite a number of my client companies in the audience, and the answer is they want everything. Okay. Absolutely everything. Uh, there's a long, long list of things. Um, and I think, um, I think it is changing and it's uh, evolving, and, um, and it's always evolving. Uh, I do think talent will remain, I think, really important, and, and I suspect that to be towards the top of the list for quite some time to come. There, you know, everybody's competing from ta for talent globally. There's, um, you know, um, supply uh, of talent is an issue in many countries, and, and Ireland is seen as a solution to some of that, so I expect that to continue. Uh, tax is important, but it isn't the only important uh, criterion and, you know, probably, uh, frankly, achieves uh, a way more attention than it, it probably um, deserves. Uh, I think the issues around sustainability in all its forms, again, um, are, are moving up the list. And some of that is, is led uh, for, by altruistic reasons, and some of that is led by the fact that customers are leading uh, companies uh, to do the right thing, and they want to be seen to do the right thing, and they know in order to continue to have a sustainable business model, they have to do that. So I expect, um, you know, uh, being carbon neutral is going to be critical mm -hmm. going uh, forward. Um, I think FDI client companies coming into Ireland have driven some of that agenda because uh, in many cases they are demanding things which weren't the norm here and including obviously supply of renewable energy and, and things like that. So I expect that um, uh, to continue. Um, one of the things that has moved, I think, up the list very rapidly in the last, um, I would say, 24 months in particular, is the issue of stability, and particularly political uh, stability. So investors above all else want um, certainty about where they're investing. They want to know that whatever they're signing up to is going to be the case going forward. And, and Ireland offers that, and, and we, we are benefiting from um, political uh, stability. When we all, and I'm conscious there are uh, public representatives here as well, 
when we look at it maybe at close quarters here and we, we understand maybe the differences and the nuances between political parties and even between uh, individuals within political parties and different perspectives, uh, it, it may not look as coherent. When you look at it at 35,000 feet and fr from the perspective of client companies coming from elsewhere, Ireland is um, extraordinarily centrist and um, we have benefited from pro-enterprise policies from successive governments for many years, and that has really benefited Ireland. Fantastic. And finally, because uh, I know time is up, and uh, I understand you have a board meeting in a, coming soon. Martin, uh, I, I'm very interested in your point around sustainability coming up the agenda of that famous checklist of, of the investors. Uh, what do, what do we need to do in order to make sure that that box is ticked? I mean, in terms of the business community, what is it that we need um, to be better prepared so then we can, we can meet those expectations and, 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 and even challenge more those, those companies coming to Ireland? Yeah, so I think when I think about sustainability, I think about it in all its forms, okay? And, and you know, climate uh, action and carbon, very important part of that, but uh, DNI, very important part of that. Uh, the community and how we, inclusiveness and how we bring people together. Um, from our own perspective uh, in IDEA, we've started to think about this in the context of the UN Sustainable Development Goals, and I see you're wearing your badge this morning. And uh, actually, for the, you know, we started um, in 2018 reporting within our annual report under the um, Sustainable Development Goals framework. And uh, we are by no means there yet, but we are going mm. to continue now to build out that reporting um, mechanism so that we ensure that we have a balanced scorecard when it comes to sustainability and we're not uh, overly focused on one area or the other. There are some immediate areas which I think are going to uh, assume a lot of, uh, of attention, a lot of prominence, and I think uh, the whole issue of climate change and carbon is going to be one of those, and certainly from our perspective, it is going to feature heavily in our upcoming strategy, which will be launched early next year, uh, and that will be from several fold. It will be how we act ourselves uh, as IDA uh, in terms of um, our agenda around carbon and carbon uh, neutrality, and that's everything from, you know, we've just moved to a new building, which uh, thankfully is extraordinarily energy efficient, and you can do that with a new building. But we also own a lot of property and land across the yeah. state, and how do we uh, manage those to best effect? And we're continually, and we have public sector goals that we have to achieve in terms of efficiency there. And then how do we work with our client companies to make sure that Ireland is attractive from this perspective, and we get them to do more here in terms of um, carbon and climate change. Fantastic. Martin, thank you very much. That, uh, that was really interesting, uh, uh, useful, and, and hopefully we'll continue to track how, how things progress in, in IDA in terms of its uh, sustainability to bring more sustainable businesses to this country. And thanks for mentioning sustainable development goals. That's, that's, that's actually very important for us as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Martin Shanahan. Thank you, thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Listen back to more discussions from the CEO Forum by visiting our website, www.bitc.ie.